This is a podcast from Foursquare Gospel Church, Kariki, Abuja, Nigeria. We hope you will be encouraged and your life transformed by today's message. Be blessed as you listen. I welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ and the Lord who has brought you here today we definitely do you good in Jesus' name. Uh, just like we have prayed, I want to thank Reverend Arulayo and uh, Reverend Okereke uh, for the prayer time and the time also of Sunday school. Uh, today, for our family enrichment uh, Sunday, the third Sunday of the month, I'll be speaking on reestablishing marital framework. Reestablishing marital framework. That is, the, the, the topic suggests to us that there have been some establishment in the past, in the past that needs to be reestablished. Also, it is a framework like pillars that we need to put together that will help our family life to be strong and be also be able to achieve what God proposes to achieve. And I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, Re-establishing monitor framework in four areas. Uh, I'm looking at this in four areas. Now, the the area number one is cultivating friendship. Number two is dialoguing together. Number three is determination to stay true to monitor vows. And also number four. God's factor in the equation. This is very, very important as we consider the purpose and the mind of God for us. Praise the Lord. Re-establishing marital framework. And I said, first of all, that there must be cultivating of uh, uh, friendship in the family to establish a uh, the framework now that everybody is at home going through one challenge or the other because of the COVID-19 also uh, people are struggling you know to stay together as husband and wife because most of the time everybody goes out in the morning and then people come in the evening and so so many things you do not know about your spouse so many things you don't know about your the person that is that you, your wife that your husband so but we said that for us what covid 19 affords us is time to stay at home together what covid 19 affords us the good thing we can bring out of it is that you and your wife you and your family you are coming together closely more than before just like the time you were cutting each other just like the time you were preparing for marriage when the law was so much but of course maybe at some time maybe things were no longer working the way it's about to work and so we need to reestablish some few things and the first thing we reestablish is friendship and i put it as cultivating friendship the, the that woman that you marry that man you marry you marry because we are friends at the beginning but it appeared that at a point in time, it appeared that the friendship was started wearing off. 
and then because there's something you see among friends that make people know that these people are friends one of it is that they stay together when they see each other you see the, the kind of connection between them but today you see people who are husband and wife they live like neighbors not like husband and wife again they live as if they are not husband and wife this is not proper we need to reestablish friendship cultivate your husband friendship cultivate your wife's friendship cultivate one another's friendship why is friendship very important because it is unending for a married person to spend the most enjoyable moment of their lives in the company of someone else it is very it is it is not proper that they they they, they live live together uh, and then they are not happy it's not healthy it is not is it is healthy when they live together and then they keep themselves together when they live together and then they keep themselves in friendship of one another this is very very important cultivate friendship cultivate friendship cultivate friendship of your wife of your husband why is it very important because Pursue your own interest without your spouse demonstrates selfishness. If you are if you are pursuing your interest alone, then there's a problem somewhere. If you are because it shows that you are not friends as husband and wife, it shows selfishness. Why is friendship so important? Because this will lead to fulfillment in your marriage. It will lead to fulfillment in your marriage. Marriage is about companionship. Marriage is about you come close with somebody. Bible says two are better than one. So therefore, you need to cultivate each other's friendship. You remember what you did when you were courting your wife. You remember what you did when you were together, coming together, planning to, to marry. Why should anything change? Whatever that change now, we can, we can correct it. Let us reestablish it. Reestablish your friendship with your wife. Reestablish your friendship with your husband. So that because it is so healthy for a married person to spend the most enjoyable moment of their lives not being in friendship with their spouses. This is not proper. So that's why we are coming to you today so that you'll be able to look at it and see what God wants you to have. Praise the Lord. Because also, where do we need to? Cultivate friendship because share experiences lead to share feelings. Share experiences lead to share feelings. So therefore, you have somebody to share your life with. That is why you marry that man. That is why you marry that woman. Very, very important. What are some things that those who are who are friends, what do they do together? They share themselves with each other. Are you still sharing your heart with your with your with your wife? Are you still sharing yourself with your husband or you are just living solo? You are just you are living with your wife as if you are neighbors. That is not the, that is not the property that should happen. Friends confide in each other. In each other. Do you confide in your, in your wife or you are just living as if the woman is not there? Are you just living as if you are just still single? No, that is not the right thing to do. If you are still living like that, then you are not going to be in friendship with your wife. 
Of course, you are married. You must live and see you are married. They learn more about each other. Not only that they confide in each other, they learn about each other too. And then they discuss together. Are you see discussing with the wife? Do you see talk with her? Or is only come to the table and eat? And then maybe go to the bed and do a husband and wife thing. But beyond that, you must be able to live with your wife as friend. Friend talks together. Friend, they talk together. Friend, they share their life together. Friends, they share moments together. And that is what is very important that I'm bringing to you as the establishing a marital framework that will bring about happiness and joy in your life. Number two, they dialogue together as friends. They dialogue together as friends. Uh, I want to read the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter the songs, the sorry, the song of Solomon, chapter, uh, chapter three, verse six. Says his mouth is most sweet. Yes, is altogether lovely. This is my beloved, and this is my friend, O daughter of Zion. Altogether lovely. The sweet word from his mouth. The sweet word from her mouth. This is my beloved. And this is my friend, O daughter of Jerusalem. Men who want their wife to speak good things to them. Men who, women will want their husband to, to, to say good things to them. But this is our duty. This is your duty also as women, as men in the home. So think of your conversation to your, with your wife. Are there things that, we, that are encouraging her? Are there things that are encouraging him? Good words have the bonding between you and your wife. Good words you speak, I mean, will help you to bond together. It will help your feeling together. It helps you, it helps the man, the woman to, to feel love. When, like you say, good words to your wife, to your husband. Because this, it is the duty of you as the husband and the wife to reestablish this framework that will bring about happiness and joy in the home. Why do couple stop talking to each other? Why do they stop dialoguing? And they are just on their own. Everybody is on his own. Maybe one could be because somebody felt that he's too busy. Somebody felt that he's too busy to, to, to converse with his wife. What are you doing that is more than that woman in your life? What is more than that man in your life? That you don't have time to relate with him, to relate with her. Also, why is it that you are not relating with your wife or relating with your husband? Selfishness. When we develop other priorities, we consider more important than that woman, that man. What priority are you developing that is more important than your spouse? It is good that you talk. It's good that you, you relate with one another. We have spoken about cultivating friendship. One of the characteristics of a friend is that they talk together. Is that your is your wife your friend? Is your husband your friend? If yes, then there must be dialogue that be talking together, interacting, communicating together. This is very important. So people are not talking to their uh, spouses because of bad management of conflict. Because of bad management or conflict. In other words, 
there will be some issue between you and your husband. No doubt about that. Conflict is not a, a, a problem. Conflict is not a uh, something that is uh, strange in marriage. Conflict is normal. So therefore, I want you to know that when, what makes it abnormal is when you are in marriage and then when there is conflict and you are unable to resolve the conflict. That is the bad management of conflict in the home. Some people are not managing their conflict very well in the family. Some people are not managing their uh, disagreement very well. Some don't cope well because they just stop conversing to each other because of one conflict or the other. That is not the right thing to do. We must manage conflict. We must manage our misunderstanding so that we, we resolve it so that we have time for another one because it's a continuous thing. It's a thing that continue to, we continue to manage again and again. Also, what are the benefits of dialoguing? What are the benefits of you and I talking? Number one is that it brings clear understanding of each other. Clear understanding of each other. You learn how to meet the needs of your spouse. You learn how to meet the needs of your spouse. Also, it helps you to become best of friends. It makes you to become best of friends. And it's very important that you become a friend to your spouse. A friend, you maintain friendship. I've said two things this morning. Under re-establishing framework for a marital bliss, for a marital happiness. And I've said that you must cultivate friendship of your spouse. Number two, I've said there must be talking together, there must be communication. Effective communication among us. Effective communication among husband and wife. And then number three is determined to stay true to your marital vows. Resolve to be true to your marital vows. Your marital vows. You know when you came to the altar with that woman, with that man, you made some agreement, you made some uh, uh, vows before everyone, even to one another. Now you need to keep those things. You say you are going to leave every other woman and then you are going to cleave to this man alone. You are going to be with her in sicknesses and in health. In time of need, in time of plenty, you are going to stick to this woman. Why are you changing today? Why are you doing something contrary? The same thing, the woman you may vow that you are going to make this man the love of your life. Why is the change down today? So you must determine, determine to stay true to your marital vow. Determine to do what you say you are going to do. You are going to make her your wife and you are going to make him your husband. Live together. Determine to live as husband and wife. Determine to live so that God's name in your life will be glorified. And also, the Bible says also that we must, we must not allow wrong communication to come out of our mouth. Don't allow wrong words to destroy your family. Determine to stay true to your marital vow. The Bible tells us that we must respect each other. For instance, the book of Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33 says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. 
let him love his own wife as himself and let the wife see that she respect her husband two things we are listed here number one is that love your wife number two is that you respect your husband and when this happens it will make the life glorious it make living together god honoring that is your vow you made to each other the time to keep this the time to be close to your spouse the time to persevere oh god i'm also with uh, with with her with him determined to be his lover indeed and when you do this there'll be joy there'll be happiness there will be uh glory in that home determined to be to be his, his friend the bible says in the book of proverbs chapter 18 verse 24 proverbs chapter 18 here what bible says in verse 24 there are friends who destroy each other but a real friend stick closer than a brother there are friends who destroy each other but there, there are friends also that they, 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 they stay closer to each other than even brothers that is where god is taking you and i as husband and wife in our home we are looking at re-establishing the marital framework that will bring about happiness and joy in our homes and the lord will bless your homes in the name of jesus christ remember of in the Bible, there's no other relationship that God said the two of them shall become one. It's the relationship between husband and wife. It is the relationship between husband and wife. That's the only one Bible says they will become one flesh. Children suffer when mom and dad are not right with each other. They will see. They know. They know that things are not working the way it's supposed to be. So therefore, God is calling us to come together. God is calling us to, to be able to reestablish our first love to each other so that God's name will be honored and glorified in our life. Determined to be honest in the midst of past, perverse generation. Determined to be honest. Determined to live good. Determined to honor God in the midst of this perverse generation. That is how to keep your marital vow. Keep your marital vow to your spouse, to your husband, to your wife. Renew your vow again and again so that because God will ask you questions about that woman at the end of the day. God will ask you questions about that man, the way you live together. And God will ask you questions about how you relate with your children. Again, we are looking at reestablishing a marital framework that will bring about joy and happiness in our homes i've spoken about cultivating you need to cultivate friendship cultivate friendship uh with your wife also i've said that there must be communication communication dialoguing conversation in the home making yourself happy and also i've said that there must be determination to stay to stay true to your marital vow however long you are married you can renew it day, day and day, day, day by day, all of the times. Renew your love to one another. And lastly, is the need for you and I to put God into the equation. The place of God in the equation. You know, all, the first three things I said, they are very, very important. There is one factor that, can, that will bind the three of them together, and that is God. The place of God in your family, where is it? 
if you are going to have happiness and joy establishing marital bliss that must be god must be put in the appropriate appropriate place in your life god must be put in appropriate place in your relationship where is god in your home where is god marriage wasn't a decision of a committee it wasn't a committee that decided that there must be a husband and wife that will be married it was decision of god it was god's creation god created marriage so therefore you can't take him out of it anyone who takes god out of his marriage we mean disaster sooner or later so where is god in your home where is god in your marital life where is god i want to read the book of matthew chapter 22 matthew 22 verse 36 to verse 40 matthew 22 36 to 40. teachers which is the greatest commandment in the law they asked jesus jesus replied jesus said to him you shall love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and great commandment and the second is like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments and all the laws and prophets somebody was asking jesus what is the greatest commandment what is the greatest commandment matthew 22 verse 36 and if jesus said the greatest commandment is is that you must love your god with with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind i want to bring this to you also love your god with all your heart with all your with all your life love god love god love god with all that you have and when you do that there will be peace that be harmony in your home be guided by the word of god and not by the tradition of your village be guided by the word of god not by the tradition of friends around you be guided by the tradition of the word of god and there are two major things in the world in the word of god that can help your marriage to, to succeed i mean generally number one is that husband love your wife number two is that wives respect your husband it is when these are violated that we have crisis in homes it is when these are violated that we have problems in family also we are looking at the, the, the place of god loving love god serving and pray all, all the times for now and always pray for you immediate and pray for the future pray for your children pray for each other because the enemy the devil is somewhere that want to destroy the family the devil will not destroy your homes in jesus name so i want to tell you today make sure you live your life for god make sure your home is built within this framework of this fourth thing i mentioned to you cultivate friendship cultivate friendship dialogue with one another communication and also i've said that if you communicate appropriately also make sure that you are you are determined that your marital vow you are keeping and number four is that god's factor your family before we close this morning I want to remind all the singles, those who are yet to marry, that the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 22, here what the Bible says, it says, he will find a wife, find a good thing, 
and obtain favor from the Lord. Is finding a wife, not a girl. Whosoever find a wife is finding, you know, consider the difference between a girl and a wife. There are girls around, there are ladies around who are not wife materials. And also, Bible says, when you find one, you find good things. You find a good thing. Also, he said, you obtain God's people. In other words, for a man, marriage is not for boys. Is for mature person in marriage it become marriage a responsibility. You you open your eyes while you are searching, and also you pray to God to God to help you, so that you be able to find not just a lady or a girl, but a wife who will be a wife in your home, who will be God's favor to your life, who will be a blessing of God to you, and for the lady, for the women women there. You need to see the face of not every man can be your husband. You need God in the place of prayer, seeking the face of God because everybody there, you know, everybody has his own way of doing things. But God knows the heart of every man. In the place of prayer, God will sort things out for you so that the man that you have to live with, that your life will be moving from one level of glory to the other. Not the one that will crash your life, not that the one that the two of you will just. Christ landed like that. That is not the will of God for you. So therefore, you must seek the face of God in the place of prayer and open your eyes and seek the guidance of God. You don't need sex to prove you love each other. Many people, they start their relationship on the bed and this will, this have polluted their, their judgment and brought confusion. There are many people who have, who, have, who have married people they don't actually love because they started on the bed. Don't start their relationship on the bed. Start it on the will of God, on the purpose of God. Sex is not love. Rather, it diminishes the love when it is done premaritally. Sex diminishes love when it's done premaritally. It is the only place sex is honorable is in the, in the marriage. Don't, don't make yourself, you know, a cheap commodity on the street. Keep yourself and let God help you. Because if you are living in sin, how you want God to help you? So today, we have said some few things that will help us to live, to be able to establish, even while we are at home, while we are also strategizing on how, what life will be after COVID-19, re-establish marital bliss in your home by looking at this fourth uh, framework that we have brought to you. Number one is cultivate friendship, dialogue among each other, and also determine to keep your, your, your marital vow and then also let God be in the, the factor that binds you together. It's not an unseen guest. Let be a major part of, of your life, the important part of your life, the most important part of your life. And when you do this, the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. And to the singles, keep yourself. Don't begin relationship on the bed. Ask God to guide you, the man and the woman. Sense is not law. When you do it outside marriage, it diminishes law. It diminishes the mind of God. It diminishes, diminishes what God has for you. Keep yourself. And the Lord will be with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if there's anyone also hearing me today, I want to remind you, death is sure. Death will come one day or the other. Because however long you live here or not, one day you are going to die. If you die without Jesus, you go to a place where you will regret that you are not, you, were, you, you wish you were not born. That would have been too late for you. Today is the day of salvation. 
Tomorrow might be too late. Give your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus today. If you, if you die without Jesus, you go to a place of crisis where you'll be looking for a drop of water to quench your thirst. That will not happen. Today, the day of salvation, tomorrow might be too late. I want you to bow your head. I want you to begin to pray that your marriage will be a blessing and your children will surround you on the table. My marriage shall be a blessing. My children surround my table. I shall see my children, children, the same, the Lord of God. Hallelujah. My marriage shall be a blessing. My children surround my table. I shall see my children, children, just say the Lord. Hallelujah. My marriage shall be a blessing. My children surround my table. I shall see my children, children, just say the Lord. One more time now. My marriage shall be a blessing. My children surround my table. I shall see my children, children, just say the Lord of God. I want to bow your head and begin to speak to God. Father, I speak your blessing to my family today. I speak your peace in my home. If there are homes that they are not living according to the word of God, today is the day, is the turning, turning point today. And the Lord will bring peace and harmony in your homes in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. And if there's anyone there who is surrendering his life to Jesus today, I always say, Jesus, come to my heart. I want to ask, I begin to pray, Jesus, come to my heart today. Make me your own in the name of Jesus. I'm making you my Lord and Savior today. Jesus, come to my life in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you today. We thank you for all that you have done perfectly well. Thank you because you want us to reestablish our marital happiness marital joy and bliss by reestablishing some framework that will help us to have what purpose for us as we have spoken to your people today father let your word be established in the heart of every hearer in the name of jesus Amen. i speak peace to every home that is having one issue or the other today in the name of jesus Amen. let the peace of god reign and rule in your heart Amen. in the name of jesus let the peace of god rule and reign in your family Amen. in the name of jesus Father, I pray for children that are having issues with their parents. I pray for peace in that relationship now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you. I pray for husband and wife that are having challenges. I pray for spirit of understanding to begin to reign now in your midst in the name of Jesus. Amen. The grace to adjust by the word of God that we have heard today. May the Lord give grant unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And for the young people, the single that are trusting you, oh God, for their life partner. Father, guide them by your spirit Amen. in the name of Jesus. They will not make mistakes. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, our God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We believe you have been blessed by today's message. For prayers, counseling, and online services, you can connect with us on our different social media platforms and Mixler. You can also help us reach others by partnering with us and giving online all through www.fosquaregarikey.contactin.bio. Do not forget to subscribe to get more messages like this. Join us again for another amazing episode. Always remember, 
God loves and cares for you.